like learning how to use social media. And it's like this beautiful ballet of like perfection and poise and Corey. It, it, everything's like perfect chemistry. It's like a melted Snickers bar anyway. Uh, or it's like the reverse <laughs> no, of eating a bug. Well, because it was the 90s, man. It was humor in the 90s. It's not funny anymore. Because I'm not good at this. And I think that's the hard thing that people don't understand. I've only been doing it for a couple of weeks. So you have been duly warned. Okay. Just give me a homework assignment, boss. Watch every movie that ever comes out. There's an inevitability of the future. Well, Brian, as your regular co-host, I don't listen to this <laughs> 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 so you don't care about better in your life. You're just like, I just don't, you know, I'm just going to give up and become a teacher. I just wanted to say it. Okay. I appreciate that. That's what that's called. Yeah. Yep. This is for you new people. I only have one rule. Everyone fights. No one quits. You don't do your job. I'll shoot you. You get me. We get you, sir. Welcome to the Roughnecks. I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero. I'm a real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The real time show. It is time to end your week the right way. We have a special and chilly person joining us again today. We're going to get super spoilery in our detailed Terminator Dark Fate review at the end of the episode, by the way. So don't worry. If you haven't seen it, we'll give you plenty of warning. And of course, you know, we got to nerd out. We got to talk about a number of random other things because, hey, it's the real Brian show. Let's rock it. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Hey, do you, do you remember? Do you remember the, the Sonny and Cher song, I Got You, Babe? Yeah. I'm yeah. old, remember? Yeah, well, so, and then, you know, Cher did a version with Beavis and Butthead. Oh, yes. I yeah, do yeah. Remember. That's what inspired you, right? Or, or no. you were just inspired by... I was inspired by DJ Mikey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, th- I think uh, Captain, was, uh, Captain Influence was inspired by Def Leppard. Mm. Yeah. Well, hey, welcome. Uh, that leopards are deaf. You know, some are. Save the leopards. Save the world. Save the deaf leopards. If you stab a leopard in its eardrums with ice picks, it will be deaf. Ryan. What? Uh, I'm going to become a deaf we leopard rescuer. We don't use rescuer. that kind of language. Oh, I'm podcast. so sorry. PETA's listening. People yes. who eat tasty animals. Mm. Or is it people <laughs> eating tasty animals? That's the one. <laughs> oh, welcome, Miss Ice. Or is it Beatrice? It's Miss Ice. Okay. Welcome back. Oh, thank God. It's been yeah. uh, a year. I mean, a month. I'm sorry. I don't even know how long, but whatever. It's it, been a month. It seems like forever. Only it's good yes. to have you back. I'm I'm shortening the periods of time when I get to talk to you guys. I love right? it. Yes. It's an honor and Captain Influence as always. Do you oh, ever hi. leave? That's my oh, first like I just I just hang out in the in the Discord channel all I, the time. Waiting for say. the show to start. I can say that whenever I'm here, he's also here. So to yeah. me, he's always here. Yeah. He's you here know, before I arrive and he's here after I leave. Sometimes when I'm here, no one is here. And I don't know what that, that makes means. a lot of sense. It, I'm still there. There's some hidden meaning I haven't figured out yet. I don't know, but hey, welcome. One way or the other, welcome, and welcome, and thank you for listening. 
So what if I were to start doing an interesting new, let's call it a, a mission for The Real Brian Show about, um, you know, this is for all you new people. If you don't listen to the show, I'll shoot you. And they say, you know, do you get me? And then they'll say, everybody listening says, we get you, sir. Welcome to The we Real Brian Show. We get you, Real show. Brian, sir. We've kind of started off with a violent show, haven't we? We kind of have. Stabbing, Stabbing you know, leopards, leopards in their ears and um, shooting and people, shooting for, not people for not listening. Another violent clip that I want to play right now. Ready? Here it is. Let me tell oh, you something. <laughs> I'm from Buenos Aires and I say kill them all. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So Starship Troopers, one of the cheesiest. First Awesomest. of all, the book was incredible. The movie was amazing and cheesy at the same time. Here's another clip. This is one of my favorite clips in the movie. It's horrible. I thought you were dead. I'm not, but a lot of my troopers are. <laughs> I thought you were dead. Well, I'm not. Denise, um, you had me at I thought you were dead. I'm sure this would be a lot funnier if I knew what was going on. No, he's, right? he's standing right there. I thought you were dead. Well, I'm not. Duh. So I mean, course. how else are we supposed to distinguish between humans or you like, you know, and corporeal ghosts? Or I mean, meat popsicles. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I thought you were dead. So he well, could have I'm said, not. I am what? dead. You're not. I'm just a figment of your imagination. Yeah, I know. I've been watching a lot of basketball and volleyball finishes tomorrow for us. Well, as far as the, the home games, but at the time of us chatting here, CSU's only lost one game in volleyball. It's amazing. They're wrapping up their season. Nice. It's been pretty cool. So Duke, I don't know. They might be higher now, but the last I checked, they were rated number four in the nation. NCAA. Duke, Duke is Duke. They've Duke. been on TV more Duke than Duke. Duke. Leave it to Beaver reruns. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they paid CSU to come out and play basketball. <laughs> it's funny because you look at Duke and it's like this beautiful ballet of like perfection and poise and Corey. It, it, everything's like perfect chemistry. And then you watch CSU and it's like watching like a, I don't know, elementary school. And no, they're not that bad, but comparatively, I mean, when you're playing the number four team in the nation who has some, like, think about it this way. Three of their players of Duke's players last year. Well, one of them was the number one draft pick and the other two were in the what top 20, I think. So, I mean, you know, you have like some of the best players in the entire nation are playing at Duke and then going to the NBA. CSU doesn't have that. So right. is CSU that bad? No, but they're playing a team that's that good. But it was, and also it's just, you know, it gets to you mentally because at first, the first, like, I don't know, two thirds of the first half, it was actually a competition and then it just fell apart. But the positive that I am reading from some of the players, you know, that are getting interviewed is they're saying, okay, first of all, it's an honor to play against some of these guys that are going to the NBA. Second of all, we get to see what the big time looks like. Third of all, holy cow, we're learning like how to play basketball and we're learning what they do so well because we got to play them and actually experience it. So now we can apply it, yeah. which I think that's, that's a really cool good for, attitude. Yeah, yeah, that's cool for exactly. any of us. But yeah, I mean, watching it, it was it was painful. It was like watching a Ben Stiller movie in the 90s or 2000s. <laughs> that or level ever. of pain. Yeah, or and ever. you weren't drunk. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. Talk about awkward dialogue. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, especially uh, I went back and watched something about Mary and I was like, okay, I, I remember this being funnier, but this is <laughs> really a painful movie. <laughs> I've never laughed so hard in a theater in my <laughs> life when, than when I, my girlfriend and I saw that movie for the first time. Oh, my Packed gosh. theater. You could not stop laughing. That's Frank how and funny beans. it was. Frank and beans. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, and you're right. Character. If I watch it now, it's like, uh, really? Oh it's like Wayne's gosh. World. Same thing. Wayne's yeah. World. It's not funny anymore. Well, because it was the '90s, man. It was humor in the '90s. I haven't watched Wayne's World in a long time, though. So maybe it's time <laughs> to go back and see what happens. <laughs> party on, Brian. Yeah, party on, Tony. Miss Ice. 
what is going on in your world right now? Because you haven't oh. been around for like, you know, 60 years or something. So three what's, what's weeks, happening? man. Three weeks. I know. Three weeks. <laughs> feels like you ever. Oh, what is going on in my world? My spare time is being taken up by going through the editing process of my book, which is mm. super exciting. Yes. Mm-hmm. And super, I'm learning so much. Yeah. And, yeah. and so like, it's super fun. But one of the things that I'm having to do on the periphery is all of the other stuff, like the unfun stuff to me. <laughs> not really, just kind of. But <laughs> So like, you know, it's not just about getting your book ready to be published, but everything else that goes into publishing. So like getting your cover art done and like learning how to use social media. And so... <laughs> learning apparently, <laughs> Oh, man. I yeah. mean, awesome. I've, I've had an Instagram yeah. account forever. But only recently have I ever started using it with like the intention of building like my author image, oh, you like know, a community. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like it a is, following. it's a, a following and it is really hard. Yeah, like it is. I've been starting with stories, like trying to find a rhythm to publishing a story every day and, and just like something word related. So either like a word of the day or, you know, science term of the day or this day in history, you know, and just do like something fun with that and, it's hard to really figure out how to reach people because like everybody that I follow and who follows me sees it. But then how do I get to that next tier? The next tier will be reached once your book, the first volume of your book is published and uh, then people start reading it and wanting to follow you. Well, that's true. But I also like there's, there's stuff that you can do by like establishing, you can establish yourself as a content creator in those kinds of social media communities. I mean, there are plenty of people who just make really cool content, you know, like I'm starting to follow like a bunch of people who just like post about books, you know, and they post really cool pictures about books and like millions of people follow them, you know? Mm. And so it's not, I mean, not millions, but like hundreds of thousands at least. And so, I mean, I'm not expecting that before my book is published, but I'm just expecting to kind of, or I'm hoping to try to start like establishing myself as a content creator before that, you know, like get people to follow me to, so that when my Kickstarter comes out, it'll be a little bit more out there in terms of who it reaches. And you totally are a content creator and have been for a very long time too, which is great. So it's not like you're starting from scratch and saying, Hey guys, I'm a content creator. It's kind of like, no, I've been (laughs) there. And here we are. That's that's true. And, And the people who have like seen that content already follow me so it's yeah. more just like yeah taking that next step and exactly. saying exactly how am i a little bit louder because i i'm really bad at being loud i know it yeah. s- sounds like that's a big oxymoron <laughs> for anybody who listens to me on this podcast but i'm enough outgoing that i'm fun at parties but i'm not like i'm not brian i don't like to like jump oh. into a middle of a group and be like hey you're guys a, look at me you're not an obnoxious drunk or anything like <laughs> yeah. that yeah, yeah. Brian, right. Brian, don't take Brian out. Seriously. Oh, man. Yeah. And I don't even drink. And that's that's even crazier. So Instagram, you probably know this, but like you can buy followers and you oh, can buy really? story watchers. Most of those bots are Russian. Instagram has been <laughs> doing this, this crackdown on bots that are purchased, you know, so that it'll now start showing you accurate views. Like how many people are actually liking my photo or are actually following yeah. me or are actually watching my story. And so like a ton of these people are like, has anybody noticed that like all of my views have gone way down? Yeah. And, those are not bots like, anymore. Uh, yeah. Those are real people. 
<laughs> I take offense to that, Miss Ice. I yes. run many bots while I drive Dushambi Road. That at is night. true. I, that is true. Why you try to stop that? Make me mad. Hey, I, I am all for you, Russian bot, but you know, yeah, Instagram. It's it's all it's all Instagram. I'm sorry, man. You know what though? It makes me feel better because I was doing that where I was be posting stuff and trying to market, and I'd get like you know twelve likes, and I'd be like, what? And people I knew that posted mm-hmm. like literally nothing. I'm not kidding, nothing. They're getting 300 likes and I'm going, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. What is going? And I finally said, screw Instagram. And I just got off it for yeah. a while. In fact, I, well, I mean, got it, on it once. Is skewed. Yeah. It is well, skewed and you need to know and you almost like have to have a following before you have a following. I mean, and that was kind of something it's that true. we went through on ProfitCast <laughs> where oh, like, yeah. you know, like all of the people you interviewed were like, well, I already had people who were, you yep. know, my patients or I was already... You know, these were my clients and they told people. And so like, you really need to have a following before you can have a following. And I get that. So it's more just like an attempt to start being bolder with the content that I put out there because I'm just so hesitant to have that out there. And I (laughs) I have to stop being so hesitant. You know, what's interesting is that I see all of the Facebook or I'm sorry, social media marketing and I've read a lot of stuff about it. Some of it, I just, I don't understand. And it's because my brain doesn't think that way, but most of it, I'm seeing a pattern. And the pattern is this. People are telling you, you can build a social media following with no one, with nothing. Like you have nothing. You're starting from scratch. You can build a social media following. But if you actually read their books and you actually go through it, you find out that these people aren't building a social media following with nothing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a complete farce. I mean, granted, I would love for someone who's done that, by the way, who said, Hey, I built a social media following with absolutely nothing. And I didn't piggyback off of like a TV show. So it's wait, easy wait, wait, for wait. us. So like a Kardashian. <laughs> well, she was famous, but was she? No, no, not originally. I'm well, talking about originally. <laughs> so maybe she's the one. She's the one. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there are examples out there, but I would be very curious to know who has actually gone out there grassroots built a social media like a massive social media following with absolutely yeah. nothing piggybacking off of nothing. So like we even think about Arrow Squad and all we had to do was do hashtag Arrow or anything that the show was putting out and we went out and we already tapped into a built in audience. So we don't even go there like you don't even have access to that. You're starting with nothing and you build it up like with you with your book. You're not tapping into anything per se or any built in audience. And I think that's the hard thing that people don't understand they're coming and saying, well, I tapped into arrow or I tapped into this, or I already had this following over mm-hmm. here with this business. They don't tell you that you figure that out eventually, but yeah, I think it's a lot harder than people think. Have you found yeah. any good strategy that's been working for you? I've only been doing it for a couple of weeks and like maybe three weeks. And so part of this first phase has just been trying to get used to doing this every day. I mean, you yeah. can't imagine how hard it is to just remember. Oh, I <laughs> to, do. Oh yeah. I've got a, so I, I said, I said an uh, alert on my phone to make sure like by 11 every day, at least I, I posted something. Yeah. But, like a job. Yeah, pretty much. But it, it's kind of, it, it's kind of fun. I like to categorize things throughout the week, you know, and kind of, so like this week is Moby Dick week because on the 14th, uh, what was it? Like 18. Was it Melville's yep, 200th Mel- birthday or something? No, that was the, it was the day that was released in the U S. Oh, US. cool. Oh. And so I'm just going to, so on Thursday, I'll do uh, Today in History, you know, Moby Dick was released in the US, but building up to that, I'm doing like a bunch of Moby Dick quotes with a, like a word of the day that means something that the quote says, you know, and so just like, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to actually 
find a rhythm to that. But inside of that, though, is like learning how to use hashtags, learning how stories Mm -hmm. are actually picked up in feeds or how people find them. Because I've never actually, when you search for hashtags, like I I only ever see posts. I'd never see stories. And so I'm trying to like re-engineer my brain to think that way. So yeah, cool. don't have any strategies, more just like <laughs> just trying to figure this out. So yeah, no, that's I'm good. open to all suggestions. If you, if anybody listening has something for me, I would love to hear it because I'm not good at this. I also want to have fun with this. Like this is going to be part, if I, if I want to be successful writing, this is going to have to be part of my life and I want to have fun doing this. So right now it's more just like kind of irritating mm-hmm. in in the like I'm, I'm trying to figure this out sort of way but but it's also fun because I get to I'm I'm like I'm using the creative side of my brain so mm-hmm. it's helping it's yeah. just <laughs> taking time Good. I feel like Keep social up, media should be fun and it's not yeah, it for various reasons and I think we got to go back to the fun aspect of it anyway for those of us yeah, that are that trying to market so true right? yeah I would so follow you miss ice if I were on Instagram Thanks for letting me unleash on that. (laughs) Of course. Hey, speaking of something interesting, I've been in the process of working on some new stuff. You know, we've been talking about that here with the show for a while. And part of that has just been to create, you know, a name for this idea and also for the community and stuff like that. It goes back to conversations we've had on the show. We had a couple of episodes on that about like being a Renaissance type person or a scanner or having multi-potentiality, all that good stuff. So it was really interesting because as I was talking with these people and I was coming up with different names to kind of represent that Renaissance type person, came up with a bunch of names and I would, I would share it with people and they would just be like, um, yeah, no, I don't like that. Or I love it. It was literally half and half all the time, (laughs) which, and this is kind of cool though. Humans like can't survive without being labeled, but at the same time, there are those of us who hate labels. Mm -hmm. So this led me to conclude though, that Renaissance type people you know, we don't want to be labeled. It's, it's that simple. We don't want to be labeled. We don't want to be boxed into anything. And so even with something as simple as the name of a show or a community, there was too much division because it's like, mm-hmm. no, I don't label me. So that was just, I don't know. Like, I don't know why Except- that was so surprising to me, but it was very eye opening. I want to say though, thank you, by the way, for those of you who have had conversations with me and all that, I really appreciate your time and willingness to chat because I have heard and this. This is not entirely surprising to me because we used to do this on the show. But how many of you are missing the inspirational and motivational type of content we used to have as well? You know, that unleashing of the superhero. And then, of course, as well as the whole curiosity side of things. What are you nerding out on? That kind of thing. The third thing that I've been hearing, which is very interesting that it's all like coming at once and now is how frustrated people are with reviews. Uh Oh, yeah. Our reviews. No, no. They love in ours. Well, okay, at least that's what I'm hearing. Maybe they're just being nice. Wait, elaborate. I've got to hear this part. So yeah. movies, TV shows, games, whatever, right? You you name it. But right now we're particularly talking about movies and TV shows because that's primarily what people are talking about that I'm... But this goes all over the place. It could be music too. I mean, we know that there has always been a negativity and bias when it comes to reviews. Always. What has been brought to my attention is that there is an overabundance now of negativity and bias in reviews and that people are so fed up with movie reviews and TV show reviews that they're just like, I'm done. I don't want to listen to this anymore. I don't want to read about that. I'm done. I'm tired of reviews. And I said, well, what about our reviews? Do you like what we're doing? And people have said, Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Brian. Yeah. That's the thing. They're being nice to me. Probably <laughs> pandering. Yeah. That's um, okay. That's yeah. okay. Christmas presents in the mail. Thanks so much for your uh, encouragement. So no, I, <laughs> they've said, 
that no, you guys actually do present. But most of the time that is most of the time. Let's be honest. There are, there are some times where we've had reviews that we've been a little opinionated and that's okay. But a little bit. Yeah. I'm most sorry. of the time we have had, you know, here's what to expect. Now let's share our opinion and let's share like if we didn't like the movie, why? And let's try to come up from a personal perspective and not that, you know, the movie sucks and you should hate it too. We don't want that. <laughs> and then let's try to present like things to watch out for or be aware of before going into the, see the movie and stuff like that. And you know, the people that have talked to me have said, I appreciate that about your reviews because it gives me enough information to be able to go and make a wise decision rather than you telling me that I should hate the movie or I should love the movie. So I was like, okay, well then let's do more reviews because I like it. Yeah, sure. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Should we do more? Oh, absolutely. Just give me a homework assignment, boss. Watch every movie that ever comes out. I think this is, this is one thing that I miss about podcasting about TV shows because Mm -hmm. I barely watch anything anymore. Mostly because I like podcasted myself out of watching anything. (laughs) (laughs) But like back in the glory days, you know, when Arrow Squad was in the throes of amazing seasons, it wasn't just watching. It was engaging with a story. And when you just go consume and leave and that's all, I I can't get behind that. Like Mm -hmm. even like my, my personality is just not that way. I need to talk about it. And if yeah. it doesn't spawn a conversation, why did you go see it in the first place? <laughs> like it was, sure. it was just gratifying. It's just self gratifying. And I don't have time for that kind of thing, you know, and I, I want to have fun with it, but I also want it to spawn meaningful conversations. And yeah. I think that's yeah. what we end up doing here. Like I would have seen Terminator, but I probably would have waited until it came out in video. But because we were mm-hmm. going to talk about it, I wanted to go see it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, exactly. I go to more movies and stuff when they're in the theater because of that. But I love talking about it and I love, yeah. you know, offering, I love being able to be the Guinea pig and saying, okay, that was a good movie or that was unexpected or I didn't like it or whatever. And being able to share that with people. And again, mm-hmm. I don't want everybody to agree with me either. I want people to say, you know what, like with Ad Astra, I think, you know, we had our reviews that then hearing what Johnny pistol shot said about it. I liked his perspective mm-hmm. and it gave people a, okay, you may like it if you are into this or you may hate it if you don't like that kind of stuff or whatever you know it was good i think it gave people yeah. enough to say i want to go see it or i don't and so that was right. good well that all being said i would like to offer these things that we've talked about i would like to bring back the inspirational unleashing of the superhero i'd love to bring back the nerding out curiosity side of things i would love to do more movie and tv show reviews you know as we have time honestly you know i, I know we've talked about this i know we've been talking about bringing some of this and you're probably thinking well how come you haven't done it and truthfully there's two reasons. One was a lack of feedback. I was asking for, what do you think about this? And we didn't get feedback. And so I just said, I guess we're not doing anything. So that was one reason. Two was lack of resources. Just there's not enough time, money and stuff like in the day to do all of this stuff on your own. We've got the feedback now, which I really appreciate. So thank you again. The resources, however, are still lacking though. So here's what I'm willing to do. I'm willing to take a leap of faith here. I'm going to do my part. I'm going to work towards whatever it takes to take care of those resources. And I'm going to hope that somehow that'll all work out and be provided somehow. So that's, I'm just saying that right now, but I wanted to put out a couple of questions to discuss. We can briefly discuss this because I want to move on to Terminator, but also I would love to get some feedback from some of you who I haven't already spoken with. And that is this. Do we offer all of these things still in one show underneath the real Brian show? So, for example, start your week off right. Let's have that inspiration, motivation, unleash your superhero, win at life on Mondays. Let's just say that. 
kind of like we used to do, right? Wednesdays, mm-hmm. get over the hump of the week. Let's have our midweek espresso shot. Let's explore amazing things that we're curious about and what people are nerding out on. That's Wednesdays. And then on Fridays, typical what we have here, current Friday shows where it's just, you know, we're having fun. We're chatting about whatever, whatever we want. That's Fridays. End your week, right? And of course we can do bonus and additional episodes. Like if we're doing a spoilery movie review, maybe we don't need to do them on a Friday. We could do them as a bonus episode to come out like on a Tuesday or something like that. doesn't really matter, but having that as a bonus thing. So does it make sense to have all of this under the real Brian show still or as completely separate podcasts? And let me present the two reasons why here, because one is do people know that, well, I should go to the real Brian show to get movie reviews. You know what I mean? Like they're not going to think that they're going to look for a movie review podcast specifically. So from a marketing standpoint, it makes much, we're just talking about marketing with Instagram, much more sense to create a brand new show that is about movie reviews. But from a listener standpoint, you're already listening to the real Brian show. Do you really want to subscribe to four separate podcasts and go to four separate websites? Or do you just want everything under one? Because we love a variety of things and that's our personalities. So I'm curious thoughts. What do you guys think? Well, Brian, as your regular co-host, I think that it makes a lot more sense to have the reviews as a separate episode, like what we're about to do with Terminator. That'd be a totally separate episode. Daggum. Okay. And then every bit of conversation we've had up to the point of Terminator is your Friday episode. Booyah. And that's what I think. Uh, you, you Mondays, whatever you, you just tell me what you want me to research and I'll, I'll fly at it. But but those are the two primary things. I think it can go both ways because I, I can definitely, I'm picturing like a, a network of podcasts that I've listened to in the past where it's like a bunch of different ones, but that you have to, you have to like subscribe to different feeds in order to get them all. And I honestly forget about them. Like you, I end up muting them and don't stay up to date and then realize, oh yeah, that podcast is out there. So yeah. But so, I mean, that this is my first reaction. But at the same time, The Real Brian Show is about so much that having like everything that we've talked up uh, about up to now is like the fun, nerdy stuff. And then we cap it off with a review of something that we're that we all went out to see specifically. Mm-hmm. So I can see it going both ways, which I know is not a help at all. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this would probably be my preference. Mm-hmm. To, to listen to a podcast like this one where I get a bunch of nerd out and then like maybe maybe the enticing thing for me, the reason I found this particular episode was because you were talking about Terminator Dark Fate. Mm-hmm. You know, people you get realize, to hey, there's more. hear. Well, okay. So part of the reason that you can even trust someone's review of a show is to know them. And mm-hmm. like if you go read anyone's review anywhere, you know, Screen Rant, IndieWire, whatever, you know, there, there's a ton of them out there. You can read anything and be like, okay, I just read that. What does it mean to me? I can, maybe the point is it doesn't mean anything to me. I don't know these people. I don't know what they like or don't like. Are they being biased? I have no idea. But after listening to us for talk for 20, 30 minutes before we review a movie, you kind of get to know someone and realize where they're coming from and what kinds of things they like. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe it helps you trust it a little bit more and, and decide whether or not, well, she doesn't really like the same things as I do. So maybe I would actually like it, you know, yeah. <laughs> like for Ad Astra, <laughs> I was really critical of that movie. But if somebody doesn't really identify with me and the things that I like, then, you know, maybe they would take that to mean, oh, I'm, I might actually like that. Yeah. Hmm. 
You know, and that's interesting you bring all that up too, because I've heard from people before, and this this is not even just for the Real Brian show. This could be for, you know, certain episodes we did with Aero Squad or any podcast for that matter, is they would say that if you're going to review Terminator Dark Fate, then review Terminator Dark Fate, and I don't want to listen to everything else that you talked about. To, oh. to which this is not the show for the, for those people. Right. And and separately, like you were even saying, Captain Influence, about maybe we say that we saw Terminator Dark Fate and we will do a non-spoilery review like we did last week as, as part of the episode. And then when we get into the spoiler deep discussion, then it becomes its own bonus episode just to satisfy that reason. But at the same time, you know, the purpose of the Real Brian show is not to niche. It is not to discuss one topic ever because the the current listeners that I talk to that like this show don't want that. They want the variety. They want it to be all over the mm-hmm. place, which right. is what I want too. I mean, that's it, And I'm not even just talking about for me hosting this show. That's what I look for when I look for podcasts. And that's why I don't listen to many podcasts is they're too specific. I hate niches. So I want to go listen to a podcast that, yeah, okay. Yeah. I've got a theme here, but you guys just go for it, man. Mm-hmm. And if it's too specific, I stop listening. I get bored. I can tell you my preference would be to just do everything under the real Brian show umbrella. It's mm-hmm. easier for me. It's going to take less time and less money. And it's part of who I am and who we are as a community here is to have that level of variety. I just want to know, like, does that make sense to everybody? And does that actually get you excited to listen to, to more content and to enjoy this content as well? Or does it frustrate you? You know, and, and again, we're not going to please everybody. And we know that, but I'm just trying to get a pulse because um, yeah. these are cool ideas. These are cool discussions I've had. And I like to make sure we're all on the right page and moving forward. But um, I, I think I was surprised though that we talk about movie reviews all the time and we'll continue to do that. But I was surprised how many people were missing that inspirational side of things and that, you know, like I need to know I'm doing a good job right now. I need to know that my life's going well. I need that encouragement. You know, it's been a hard week or whatever, you know, and, yeah, and I agree. Great. We do need that. And that's something, you know, we can all use. Well, thank you for your feedback. And again, I would love to hear from all of you that is listening. <laughs> it may be a uh, mass. I would love it. I would love a mass like overwhelm of emails and other things like that. So email will be in the show notes at realbrianshow.com slash 186 or social media. You can follow me on that and just message me. But seriously, let me know. Let me know what you think and which one you prefer. And we'll half of them you. are going to side with Captain Influence and half of them are going to side with me. Yes. Or Brian. So, According yeah, to the true. pattern that you previously stated. It. Half are going to no, side with you. Half are going to side with Captain. And the other half are going to side with me. Sorry. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, you're see, right. But, I, see, <laughs> but see, I could totally side with you, Brian, because that's win. what we've been doing. So <laughs> I'm totally fine with it. No, I know. I know. I just, <laughs> math is a wonderful thing. Okay. Math is hard. <laughs> so hard. Um, let's talk Terminator. Chinny. It is now time to spoil Terminator Dark Fate. So if you have not seen it and want to not be spoiled, this is your time to turn off the show and come back after you've seen the movie. So you have been duly warned. Now, let's just jump straight into that John Connor story surprise. I mean, it happened at the beginning. Exactly. So So it's a great place to start. Hit it. What did you think of that? Okay. I couldn't figure out what was going on. Like, because I was spending most of that time in that scene going... (laughs) Is that really Linda Hamilton or <laughs> like I was awesome. I was thinking my brother or who are we yeah, my brother and I law and I were talking about I'm not gonna remember the character that they they brought back to life through CGI in that in the, Leia. In the reboot. No Leia. like it was before that. It was some like sergeant or captain or admiral on the 
Death Star. Oh, you're oh, talking about Tar- Governor uh, Tarkin? Tarkin? Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Thank you. So like Grand Moff. That's that's who I was thinking of during that scene where I'm going, are, is that real? Or because that couldn't that wasn't real footage, right? No. It did. It looked really it, real. It really so that did. was what I was thinking of the entire time. So I wasn't really like processing that this is an alternate reality. This is a new reality where something else happened. Yeah, John Connor was just Andy Circus in a motion capture suit. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> My precious. Yeah. I don't know if I can say that I really had like a, a legit reaction to it because I was really confused. <laughs> I was like, holy crap, what did they just do? That was my okay. first thing. Like they seriously just killed off John. What is going yeah. on? But I mean, it wasn't a moment. I know a lot of fans of the movies. And, and again, this goes back to the biased reviews. The reviews were livid. They were angry, angry, <laughs> angry about killing off John I Connor. Like this is the reason so the story exists. You can't kill off the main protagonist. Holy crap. What's going on? People were like in the very so first mad. Scene. Yeah, they right. were so mad. Like, in fact, a lot of people walked out in the movie. I don't It was it was interesting. Huh. Uh, Linda Hamilton, you know, Sarah Connor and her son, John are in totes off the grid. Some, they're on some yeah. tropical beach in the Caribbean and they're, they're just down chilling south. Out. Yep. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Arnold comes into a uh, young, younger Arnold comes into the scene, pulls out a gun and blows John Connor in the chest yeah. with a, with a shotgun. Sarah is just like, Oh my God, John, don't die. Don't die. And then, so that's what they're talking about. And then he and, walks off and, you know, walks down and he the walks water. off. Yeah. yeah. And then you see her crying and holding him as he dies. And that's the end of the scene. And it's really sad. The thing yeah. was cut to 20 years later. <laughs> I thought that was a dream just like every other movie because in Terminator oh, two, yeah. actually no, it was Terminator right. two. She had all those dreams. Yeah. And so yeah. I thought it was a dream at first. And then when I realized it wasn't, I was like, wait, did they just kill John? Con- what? <laughs> How? Because he's the reason the humans have survived in the resistance and that. And now all of a sudden that's been completely removed from this this universe yeah. now. And so you just kind of go, whoa, that's why fans Star were Trek on us, dude. Exactly. They went Star Trek. Yeah, they did. So I didn't bother me though. I wasn't angry about it. I just looked at it as like a, wow. Okay. What are they going to do with this? And is he going to come back? Yeah. So yeah, it, mm. it did not, it did not bother me either. I was surprised. Yeah. I was not offended or irritated in any way. Interestingly enough. So yeah. Yeah. So they changed with that. the timeline. And now we're working with an alternate timeline, which is what is fascinating. And that's kind of where this whole thing is going. But let's hear your thoughts. Miss Ice. This doesn't always transcend to every film franchise because I don't really care for the Transformer movies. But I mean, Terminator has that infinite creation loop story that just persists throughout each film they release. And that's really what draws me to the story in the first place. So no matter how far they push the envelope, I'm kind of just already on board so in spite of the awkward dialogue, <laughs> I tend to enjoy these ones, even even the third one. You know, I, I didn't mind it. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I, I drew out as probably the thing that I like most about this movie was that there's an inevitability of the future that they heavily focus on from both the good and the evil. So mm-hmm. not just does is it inevitable that this race of robots rises up to oppress humanity but it's also inevitable that some human rises up to lead a resistance Mm -hmm. and and i think that was what was most fun about that and the fact that you know it was led by a team of women was just like a fun (laughs) side note but i think you have to make it work and and i'm not entirely sure that they made it work but i it got me close enough to be like i can get on board with this and i think the only thing that ever holds me back is just the dialogue 
<laughs> it's supposed to be bad but though. It is supposed to be bad and, yeah. and that's fine. And the, which is why I'm kind of saying like, you know, it's, it's a little iffy, but for me, they did a good job of saying anyone can rise up and when someone needs to rise up, they will rise up, but mm-hmm. it's also an infinite creation loop. So how does this begin? Does Danny, you know, get inspired to fight because grace comes back to save her life and vice versa or, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> the only reason there is a resistance is because someone comes back claiming that they are the leader of the resistance. And so that's kind of where I have the most fun. And then my mm. brain short circuits and I go to sleep for a day. So. Yeah. I understand that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So overall, that was my perception. A lot of good fight sequences. I mean, the action was spot on, explosions were fun. The CGI for that Rev 9 was incredible. Mm-hmm. And the way, okay, I'm not, so uh, what was the, from um, T2, what was the name of that version? The T1000. T1000. Okay. So that one is the one that could like turn into liquid metal, right? Yeah. And then reform. Mm-hmm. So this one was like a combination of the two where it had like right. a exoskeleton, exo, endo, endoskeleton. Yeah. And, and then also that melty, metal stuff that mm-hmm. that creamy gooey outside creamy. cosmic yeah. slop and the and the crunchy hard inside <laughs> yes <laughs> it's like a melted snickers bar anyway <laughs> or it's like the reverse no, of eating a bug but anyway yeah okay so i was trying to think about this with my friend ryan when after we came out of the movie i'm going is there a villain in any other movie tv show book that you can think of that is as indestructible as the rev 9 was in this film. Yes. Mm. I would say the Borg in many ways. Um, you could destroy I mean, you could them. Blow but then, up a Borg cube. Well, but then they would adapt. Is and, that a Star Trek thing? Yes. Yeah. Then they would okay. adapt and then they would be indestructible. So it was, I would say close to, but you know, the, to me, the Terminators really are very similar to the Borg anyway. In a lot I of ways. I was thinking more along the lines of Riddick. He's kind of indestructible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe my problem is I haven't seen enough movies. <laughs> yeah, but no, you're right. This no, is a but, good villain though. Right. Yeah. And so, and and that's a legit, like it's an honest question. I'm actually looking for something else that matches the Rev 9's indestructibility because it took about two hours before, you know, they were able to separate the liquid gooey metal from the mm-hmm. endoskeleton mm-hmm. in order to kill it. And I can't think of anything where it took that long, you know, after repeated gruesome battles where yeah. people mm-hmm. were lost and planes were destroyed and buildings Lots of were car destroyed. crashes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like just relentless. So I don't know. But I'd uh, say Dom yeah. from Fast and Furious too. He's indestructible. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I'm still going with Reddick. Is, Go is that a joke or <laughs> well, yeah, it is a joke, yes. And I it's, don't know what that means. <laughs> but it's Vin Diesel in both movies. So it's Vin oh, the same yeah. Vin Diesel. Okay. Vin Diesel is indestructible. Okay. Yeah. No, you are correct about that. And I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's interesting how, you know, the Terminators keep getting more and more advanced to not be destructible. But then how do they find it? Now, can I just say this, though, because we're, we're on the, you know, the fact that the only way to kill the Rev 9 was at the very end, you know, where they, by the way, uh-huh. thanks for telling me what happened. I still never <laughs> saw the end of the movie, but shoving the power core into the Rev 9. And I was just like, um, hello, Terminator 3. That's exactly mm-hmm. what Arnold did. At the end to um, I don't remember that movie at all. So well, that's what happened. I just don't remember. He's shoved his power core into her and killed her. And I was like, wait, did they metaphor, Brian? 
either that or they were like uh <laughs> you mean a euphemism, a euphemism? yeah that's what they, um either that or they were just kind of like no, nobody saw terminator 3 so um every, or they forgot about it which you guys obviously did so then it's just like oh they won't notice i think that's what happened yeah because i forgot yep and i did not and i was like this is very very familiar uh, hmm. although then they did the typical you know scene in the factory like they did in terminator one and two it's kind of and that was probably more of a tribute than anything else yeah they always have to end in a in an industrial setting yeah, yeah. that was exactly what i was thinking while that yep. scene was going on I was like okay so here's the obligatory factory fight scene uh-huh. yep yep but <laughs> but okay so so while it is formulaic it's also very indicative of what this franchise has built like True. every like I was saying with the infinite creation loop, there's a rhythm to this because if you think about it, a race of intelligent robots from the future are not human. So they don't have the same kind of, I mean, they're clearly they're highly intelligent, but they, they still lack that human factor and humans Mm -hmm. (laughs) like to try to learn from their mistakes. And so we may go into small spirals into the future, but we still I mean, I don't know. Maybe we do end up making the same mistakes just on a bigger scale. And so they look different, but um, that's called history. (laughs) Yeah. So that's what that's called. Yeah. Yeah. This whole time. My, my only point was like, there's something about it that, that screams like semi sentient race of the future. (laughs) That's not human. You know, it's like, it's a very non human thing to do like, or to, to depict. I'm not even Mm -hmm. sure. I'm not even, I'm not coming up with the right words for this, but Here's what um, I want to know, though, and mm-hmm. I think we've discussed this, but not on the show, but I just want to know this is that why in. OK, so this happened in 1984 when the first Terminator came back to try to kill Sarah Connor, then 1990, whatever. Well, it was came out in 91, but I think the movie took place in 95, I think, for Terminator 2. Regardless, now you've got a T-1000 and now you're in the year 2019. How have you not developed some level of technology to destroy these terminators and especially by the way arnold who we haven't even talked about his character (laughs) who killed john carl by the way his name's carl the terminator that killed john and then aged and all of a sudden grew a conscience which we got to talk about that too you know now he's good how come he with all of the knowledge that he has of the future and all of the technology and everything that he actually is how come nobody developed a weapon to destroy weapons like the T-1000, for example? Hmm. How come nobody's done that? They're they just did. still dealing Liquid with machine nitrogen. guns. Yeah, okay, but I know the Rev-9 was harder. They just have to keep harder, it away from, like, the hot, from the heat. I mean, the T-1000 would have been toast if they had not been in a smelting. Yeah, I know, uh, I know. A foundry or whatever it was. Yeah, or the, Okay, yeah. quick question. So it was at the end of Terminator 3 where they technically destroyed Skynet? Or was it at the end of Terminator 2? Two. Two? Terminator 2 destroyed Skynet. Okay. Oh, right. Because Terminator 3 <laughs> allowed the world yeah. to destroy themselves. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So the opening scene then took place right after they saved the world. And Terminator 3 through 5 do not exist according to this movie. Right. They're right. only saying that Terminator 1 and 2 and now 6 are canon according to this. Okay. So just throwing that out. So yes, they had saved the world in 95 they destroyed Skynet. They prevented Judgment Day, which was supposed to happen in 1997. And in yeah. 1998, that rogue Terminator comes back and kills John. Or what? He didn't come back. He was already there. And that was how they explained that was like, wait, where did this guy come from? 
they destroyed Skynet. Well, it turned out that they had sent back multiple Terminators in case one had failed. And so three years later, this other Terminator, Carl, finds John and completes the mission. <laughs> Carl. Carl. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So that that's, is that's what happened. Stretch, but yeah, I mean, I guess not really in, in the big scheme of things. Yeah, but. I mean, I guess they could have sent back multiple Terminators. I mean, that sort of makes sense. But at the same time, it's sort of like, a uh, okay, whatever. But yeah, and why would they have sent back? Yeah, why would they have sent back Arnold's when they were sending back T one thousands at that point? Right. You know, so that's the other thing too that kind of didn't feel right. The whole movie was so kind of shallow, plot wise. I I enjoyed it. My mother in law enjoyed it. She said she was engaged the whole time, uh, which was a win. But in general, the whole thing was pretty shallow, and it was just such a mashup of the first two movies that the whole Terminator with a conscience thing didn't weird me out too much for whatever reason, the star Wars effect did not happen with me on this one. It just didn't. This movie did not bug me for whatever reason. It didn't bug me. Maybe I was in a better mood. Who knows? Uh, Maybe I just went into it thinking it was really going to be horrible. And (laughs) turns out that it was just, it was pretty enjoyable actually. So Mm -hmm. I would never, I don't need to see it ever again, (laughs) Uh, but, and I probably never will, but I'm glad I went to see it and Mm -hmm. it was fun. So that's all I got to say. Okay. So do you think this movie could have worked without Arnold? Without Carl, but mostly without Arnold? Or was it just an excuse to have Arnold and Linda back together again? I think that I think that's what it was. Right. So, but I mean, even though it might have been an excuse for that, like could the movie period have worked without him? Uh, and I'm, I'm not I'm not you know talking what? about I Carl. Think, I'm talking about Arnold. I think it would have worked better if they had just done a CG Arnold like they did Tarkin on Rogue oh, One. Throughout the whole thing? Yeah, throughout the whole thing. Mm. Okay. The CG the guy. Cool. The younger <laughs> Arnold. Just so he's I mean, because he's a Terminator. One one of the things that made that not work was the fact that he looked older. I mean, and and they didn't really explain why he was a beefier, older looking Terminator now. Mm-hmm. Just because time had passed, that doesn't make any sense at all. So it was, it was they, they, they didn't try to explain that off and they couldn't have. That's why they didn't try. So they explained it in sure. five, by the way, Terminator Genesis, why oh, Arnold okay. aged. But because that's not canon, they didn't explain it in this one. And I saw that, too, and I forgot what happened in that one, too. So I, it was a choice. <laughs> he allowed himself to age for a reason. Huh? There was a choice that in his programming, but no, otherwise he wouldn't age or or he was saying that his flesh ages, but his is like skeleton or whatever does not or something like that. Okay. My mind is as strong as ever. <laughs> exactly. My opinion on this, and this is what I believe star Wars was intending to do with episode seven and eight mm-hmm. was pass the torch. So having Arnold and Linda, I think was wonderful to pass the torch to this new timeline and allow them to kind of do more Terminator movies with the younger casts. I think that's cool. Star mm-hmm. Wars intended that as well. And I, there's some other movies I think like, uh, what was the other one with the uh, independence day tried that didn't work very well, but <laughs> same kind of thing. Like <laughs> they, they tried to do that with the new we'll ghostbusters movie. That. Didn't work well either. Yeah. We, we yeah, don't, we don't acknowledge either. either of those movies. Men actually. in black. <laughs> yeah. Well, men in black wasn't horrible. It was <laughs> funny. That one. Point being, I think that was their intention was to pass the torch. I like that. So could it have worked without them? Yes. I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. So I'm glad yeah. they were in there, but I would be okay with them now not being in there from this point forward. Right. I can That's see that. Point. Yeah. 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 I like that a lot. Okay. 
That was good. I, well, I, there's so much more we could talk about, but due to time, we're going to oh, stop so now. But streams. this was fun. It's great to have you back. Thank you. Oh, thanks. It's always fun to talk with you guys. But I think you're coming back next week, right? Yeah. Good. Hope so we've got some more chats to talk about or good, more good talks stuff. to chat about. Yeah, it's going to be good. We're not going to review a movie, though, because I don't think we all have time to go see anything. What oh, we wait, will gonna... do is review the yes. Mandalorian <laughs> or at least the first that couple of all episodes. All right. We are going to review the Mandalorian, folks. Yes. We'll talk about Mandalorian. I'll talk about season three of The Expanse with what I'm watching. And for those of you who haven't seen it yet. And then, of course, um, got another cool topic that I'll bring up next week as well. It's going to be fun. So, yes, join us next week. But Captain and Miss, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. It's a pleasure. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us. As always, we are at realbryanshow.com. And, of course, show notes, links, ways to get in touch with us. I do want to hear your thoughts on the movie. Social media or realbryanshow.com slash 186. And deep thoughts with Captain Influence. They say that Dixie was one of Abe Lincoln's favorite songs, ironically. But I bet you two pennies that if I could go back in time and play him some Def Leppard, he'd be rocking the pyromania, baby. You know what the music means. Oh, yeah. I, I bet he'd be rocking the Def Leppard. I'd be rocking the Def Leppard still. I, they, they have good music. Well, yeah, I good wouldn't times. be bringing it back to Abe Lincoln if they didn't. That's true. That's true. Time Machine, man. Bill and Ted, grab their phone booth. All right. Have a glorious week. Seriously, let's keep the conversation going as always. The Real Brian Show. Signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.